0: Please visit gurusing.com. Bless you. Satnam. Well, welcome to the core of Mercury in retrograde. And it's always in this last week that it gets the silliest. Because space-time is a fabric and that fabric has what's called a warp and a woof. Is that correct? A warp and a woof? Woof. Warp and a woof. The warp runs one direction hmm? and the woof runs the other direction. And it's how Space-time is woven together. There's a collective version of space-time, and then there is an original version of space-time. The original version of space-time is just the absolute what-is. The collective version of space-time is the interpretation of what-is shared amongst humanity. What the collective version of space-time demonstrates is a very compelling version of what's going on. But this compelling version of what's going on is just a version. It is not really what's going on. It's a version, not a version, a version. And that's why the yogis forever have called it maya, an illusion. Because what we have in our sensory observation is we either have the opportunity to experience the what is, or we have have the opportunity to experience a version of what is. And a version of what is, is usually influenced by a lot of what might be called lower thought and feeling, which is the lower thought and dark feelings that take place in the very base frequencies of existence. And at every moment, the universal mind is broadcasting at all levels. Somebody say, will always say, well, if there is a God, why is there bad in the world? Because God is bad, right? God is everything, you know. A lot of people, I don't use the word God very often, but I all of a sudden did this morning. In the cosmos there is everything, and the collective of everything and everything is what everyone was to refer to as God, and then some man got a hold of it and turned it into a father figure, right? And then said that in order to be able to deal with that father figure, you had to deal with his son. And I'm thinking, where are the women in this story? You know? <laughs> you know, Because yeah, they're the ones that are giving birth to everything, right? And so so um, the reality, uh, let's just call it the cosmos, is that the cosmos has everything. It has the very basic, the very horrendous, and it's got the very elevated. When you're working with yourself, you're working with yourself physically, and you're working with yourself mentally, and you're working with yourself emotionally, you're open to the higher frequencies. And in the higher frequencies, there's less distortion of the what is. So the what is is what comes into you, rather than you distorting it through a bunch of filters. As it comes into you, and it's not distorted through a lot of filters, you project it out towards what's called the collective screen or life screen. And those are the people, places, and things that are in your world. Then they have the opportunity of taking what you've input to them, doing whatever they want to with it, and reflecting it back to you. Then you have the opportunity, as it's reflected back to you, of receiving it as it is, or interpreting it, translating it, explaining it to yourself, which always loses you know, some of the actual essence of it. And so there are many times within this process that you have an opportunity to alter the what is. But if you're playing the game really well, and I use the word game purposefully, if you're playing this game really well, the information that's going to come into you is going to be that very clear information. You then don't alter it. You just express it. You express clarity. You express grace. You express dignity. You express it. And then it reflects off of the surface that's around you with whatever alterations they make and then you bring it back, you get it back to you, and you don't alter it once again. And then you have the opportunity to actually observe what is around you, the people, places, and things. Because what you have given, altered by what you are receiving back, if you do the math and you subtract what you, are, what you have given, from what you are receiving back, you get what is called the difference. And that difference demonstrates what's around you. Then you can know, if you know what's around you, just like if a sailor knows what's the wind and what are the weather conditions that are surrounding the boat, (coughs) they know what to do with the sails, what to do with the rudder, what to do with everything because they can read what's around them. But if you're altering that information, both in your projection and in your reception, you have no idea what's around you. You actually are just part of the chaos. And that's why when we were chanting that opening chant, I said, imagine yourself in a high vantage point. And what we mean by the high vantage point is up here. What we mean by the high vantage point is where you're not altering. You're not creating an agenda within your observation. But you are just observing. And with that observation, then you're able to project the energies. Thank you. You're able to project the energies. and you're able to receive the energies. And when you project the energy and then you receive the energy, you are aware of the difference in what you've received and that gives you the indication of what you're surrounded with. And when you know the indication of what you're surrounded with, let's say that suddenly you realize you're surrounded by jerks. Your task is not to tell them that they're jerks. They already know that. They may not have it at a cognitive level, but at a deep level they know they're jerks. And their greatest desire is to become less jerky. And so if you don't, what Yogi Bhajan said, the prayer was, see the faults in others and then unsee them, what you do is that you, as you unsee the fault, you allow yourself to observe the solution. And then you begin to just demonstrate the solution, teaching by example. Rather than a direct assault, you feign. If the wind is against you, you feign, you tack. In a social setting, you become tactful. And all of a sudden, You're working with this, not showing. I know everything, you're a jerk. I know everything, you're a jerk. No, you're you're just They throw their arrows and their darts at you because they're jerks. That's what jerks do. And they don't do it because they're trying to hurt you. They do it because they're trying to get out of their misery. And you don't go, why are you throwing darts at me? Why are you shooting arrows at me? You just do what Lao Tse said, and what did he say? When the arrow arrow arrives, be not present. And then the moment the arrow passes by, you become present again. And it's as if the arrow never flew. And if after a while, they realize that the arrows don't stick in you, they either run out of arrows, or they run out of the impulse to shoot them at you. And now you have a level playing field. And on that level playing field, suddenly these people will come to you and say, can you show me what you're doing? Because I really admire how calm you are in this chaos. I really admire how you're doing it. And now you've got a student. It's a jerk. (laughs) But Yogi Bhajan once said, most students are. Of course, we all thought, "Well, he means that about everybody but me." <laughs> yeah. So the idea is that you give yourself the opportunity, and then what happens is it is that you are riding the wave of time in the quadrant of ease, rather than the quadrant of crisis or the struggle or the determination. You ride it in ease, and in that even in this Mercury in retrograde, because this whole thing gets very much mm, disrupted when Mercury goes into retrograde. Do you understand the r- retrograde of Mercury? No. Okay, so let's say, let's say that, um, I'm trying to create a demonstration here. Let's say that this is the sun. Hmm? And... Um, I don't have five arms like Kali had eight, so I'll have to do this. So let's just say that this is the sun. And for the most part, Mercury is the closest to the sun and it's got an elliptical orbit. So it's going around like this. And then Earth is out here, Venus in between. And Earth is out here and Mercury is going very fast around the sun compared to what Earth is. And then at a certain point, Earth is going this direction, and over here, Mercury is going this direction. So it appears for three weeks, three to four times a year, it appears that they're going in opposite directions, because they're at opposite quadrants of their orbit. Hmm? And that's called Mercury in retrograde. Now, what happens is a Doppler effect. Because Mercury being the closest to the sun, did you know that Mercury is an odd planet? A day on Mercury is longer than a year on Mercury because it, it spins so slowly and it actually rolls. It rolls in kind of an odd way around the sun. So Mercury is the closest to the sun. So it's the closest filter, the closest lens to the sun. And that lens affects what is called communication. When Mercury is in retrograde, how is the majority of communication governed by in, on Earth right now? Electronically. So when Mercury is closest to the sun, your electronics will fail on occasion. Electronic equipment fails more often in Mercury and retrograde. And this is just a scientific fact. Everybody knows it. Nobody wants to admit it in the science field because that would be adventures into astrology, which they're not you know, too keen on. But communication breaks down. What is the electron's purpose in the atom? What does the electron do? What, part of, the at, what a part of the atomic field is the electron governing? The strong or weak atomic? The strong. So the electron is holding the atom together. Now, when Mercury is in retrograde, it affects electrons. And electrons affect communication because my communication with you is completely controlled by our atomic relationship. The atoms in my body and the atoms in your body aligning up, we agree. The atoms in your body and the atoms in my body don't align up, we will disagree. Now, you know that when you've been working with people, they could just say yes when they say, I don't know, couldn't they? Mm -hmm. How difficult would it be for them to say, well, yes, of course. Because you see what you're talking about, don't you? You see exactly what you're talking about, don't you? And you know that it's correct. I mean, you know not that you're right and they're wrong, but you know that you're not trying to take advantage. You're a compassionate, compassionate, empathic person, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. And so when you're asking for something to be a certain way, it's for compassionate reasons, correct? Now, why would they be unable to discover, to uncover the fact that it's the right thing to do, it's the right way to be? And yet they're going, I don't think so, I don't really know, I don't really see it. Hmm? And you're that close, aren't you? And so when Mercury is in retrograde, all of this breaks down, because it is that Mercury stretching the Doppler effect, that disrupts the electrons. The atomic electrons get disrupted. And science is clear on this. And they say okay, well, there's an electromagnetic field with mercury in the way that it's functioning and in its nature close to the sun. It disrupts. It's just like solar flares disrupt, mercury in retrograde disrupts. Mercury going in what appears to be the opposite direction of the sun, dis- uh, of the earth, disrupts. You know what I just said, the Doppler effect. When the siren is approaching you, the waves are squishing. it therefore sounds higher. When the siren is going away from you, the waves are expanding. It therefore sounds lower. And so the frequencies that are happening at the electron level are a phenomenon. And that's why you should never sign a mortgage, sign a lease, sign a contract during one of the Mercury retrograde periods, because something that is adhering it together is faulty. The other thing that you must do when Mercury is in retrograde is never take offense to the offense. Never become defensive, because everything is set up to disappoint you. One of the things that Yogi Bhajan once said about um, certain people is that they would walk a mile to get their feelings hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Because sympathy is like a candy bar. It satisfies you in the moment, but it doesn't actually nourish you. And if you're more inclined to be satisfied in the moment than be nourished, you'll eat a candy bar, which will spoil your appetite, and you'll get a sugar rush, and then you'll get a a sugar lull. And that's what sympathy is. So when you gain sympathy, you're gaining that sugar rush. And some people become addicted to that sugar rush of sympathy. And those are the people that would walk a mile to get their feelings hurt. Those are the people that would absolutely stand in the way of the arrows, so that the arrows could strike them, so that they could have a story to text. They can have a social media to post. So what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes and I want you to set yourself in the Himalayas. You're not at the tip top, but you're on a rocky ledge that's way too high to be covered with snow because it's just too cold. The snow doesn't stick on that particular ledge. And on this rocky ledge, you're looking at the world, your world, down below you. And if you don't do well with visualization, then you would do well with visceralization. And visceralization is just feel it. Feel that you're on this rocky ledge, feel the stone, the coldness of the stone. Feel the narrowness of the ledge. And feel that that high, lofty ledge is surrounded by your world. And then a little bit further in the distance is the world. And as you're doing that, you want to engage your explanation of what's going on, and you want to engage your heart center. Bless you for joining us. Visit Gurusingh.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusingh.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute-long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or... Success, and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day. And then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files, which are guided 11-minute meditations, which you can listen to. And that's all within GuruSing.com. Satnam.